0: sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Jeremy Stretton. Jeremy is the founder and chief executive officer at Business Legal Lifestyle. I'm sorry, let's scratch that. Business Legal Life Cycle. He's the author of the Amazon number one best selling book, the Business Legal Life Cycle. Business Legal Life Cycle Worldwide's aim is to provide access to legal advice for all small to medium-sized businesses around the world. Jeremy lives in Brisbane, Australia, a dad of two awesome kids, and loves to learn and help small business owners achieve their goals. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jeremy. Thanks for having me, Diane. I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. Um, Because, you know, this is a we're going to be talking about, you know, the legal side of business. And besides the fact that I think it's something that business owners avoid, which is something I want to talk to you about, um, it's so weird to me that, that they don't, a lot of them don't even think that they need any sort of legal side of their business, you know, outside of picking their company name or something. So I'd actually like to start with why you think some business owners act, do that avoiding of getting legal advice for their business.
1: Yeah, thanks, Diane. And um, it is something that is, is, I think, a huge problem in the small business community. And I, th- I see primarily two reasons. One, uh, people see it as a cost, not an investment. So they yeah. see going to a lawyer or an attorney as as, as a cost that, that they can just avoid. And they can just get advice from their friends. You know, in Australia, we call it barbecue advice. Yeah, you're at a barbecue with a bunch of your mates and and they'll, uh, yeah, they've will they done something in some way. So you'll just do what they say and you'll do it their way. And so people will go, oh, well, I'll just do it that way. And so that's the first major problem. The second one is that and I say this with all love for, for lawyers. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. <laughs> lawyers sometimes it over their clients, their, their knowledge or the language that we use. We, you know, we use big words that don't, aren't necessary, that are intimidating for people who don't know what they are and what they mean. And so what, what I found is that because of that, people, people are not so much afraid, although that does come up, afraid of going to see a lawyer, that they're concerned that they're going to go and be made to feel like an idiot. Uh, And uh, really, those are the two main reasons that I see that people don't get legal advice.
0: That's so interesting. I I could see that. So let's flip it. Talk about why it's important for business owners to get legal advice for their business.
1: yeah. And, and it's really because law is everywhere. Law, law is like, I like the analogy, law is like electricity. You know, you, you don't need uh, to know exactly how it works <laughs> until it stops working for you. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and, and, and it's in, in every part of our day, no matter what your political persuasion is, no matter what your, you know, what, what type of business you're in, no matter, no matter where you are in life, whether you're an employee or a, or a, a business owner, Law is everywhere. Law, law comes into everything, so you need to understand what it is that you're dealing with, because if you don't understand what you're dealing with, how are you ever going to navigate the uh, the complex world that it lives? And also, you know, I, I talked before about the cost and the fear uh, yeah. of, of going to a lawyer. The fear can be very much uh, taken away by empowering you with the knowledge about why people need certain legal aspects or what certain legal things mean so that you can understand it so understanding the law is is, is is in my view is is simply so important because of the fact that it's pervasive around everything that you do and also you can teach yourself it. you can understand the law without a, a law degree and uh, and that makes people uh, feel better and more comfortable going and approaching a lawyer lawyer and dealing with those matters when they know what they're talking about
0: and, it, and uh, you know, you'd said earlier about they see it as a cost, not an investment, but it can be pretty costly to have to fix something that you could have prevented if
1: you had talked to a lawyer, right? Absolutely. So one of my big frustrations with the law and why I came up with the concept of the life cycle in, 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 um, in its entirety was this frustration I had with the law being reactive and people being reactive with the law rather than proactive. And it's like sure. anything in life, Diane, if you're proactive and you prevent problems from arising, you end up saving a lot more money than it would cost you if you're if you're just constantly reacting to problems. The problem is with that, as you would know, is that people don't see the cost of inaction until it actually happens to them. And by then yeah. it's too late. So I'm very, very passionate about business owners becoming more proactive with the law so that they do stop those problems. And, and there's so, such easy problems that they can stop from arising in their business if they just educate themselves and then get advice about what they need to do.
0: Well, I, I love that about being proactive. I, I totally agree with you. And I and I totally agree that the, the law is pretty reactive. So, what are some of those things? What are some of those common mistakes or misconceptions mm. from
1: business owners, you know, when it comes to the law? I think probably, probably my favorite one that I see that the causes the biggest problem is where people think. I'll, I'll just do it and I'll ask for forgiveness later uh, you might you yeah, might have heard that I, I think I think that's in many TV shows I'll just do that and I'll and I'll ask for forgiveness not later the, the problem is that if you do that then you, you don't know what the consequences of that might be you don't know what the the downside might be and so people for, for instance uh, you know I, one of the one of the two main reasons why I, I came up with this concept like the frustration that I felt was a, a two gentlemen who went into a business partnership to develop a a high-rise building here in in, um, Queensland, in Australia. And they didn't get legal advice, just set up their own structure, didn't talk to anyone about how that should be structured, didn't talk to anyone about any sort of agreement between them. And they had completely divergent views of which way they wanted to go and what they wanted to do with with what they were doing. And it ended up losing a million dollars of other people's money and sending them both bankrupt. All because they didn't go and talk to a lawyer and get their structure set up properly and get an agreement done up, uh, which, which we would call a shareholders agreement or a partnership agreement or a joint venture agreement or something like that, where they actually define what they were doing. And if they had done that, they probably would have realized that they should never have gone into business together. And uh, and, and so it's, it's that kind of thing where, and, and can I say that that's an extreme example. I, I talk about this. I've been around the world pre COVID I traveled a lot to, to the U S and the UK and talked about this. And this, this kind of thing happens all the time uh, where people just don't get that advice early on. It ends up costing them money and costing, you know, in this case, a million dollars of other people's money, all because they just didn't get advice at the beginning. And, wow. and, and that was that, that for me, that was a real wake up call. We've yeah, we as a profession need to do better. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. No kidding. I mean, my goodness that, I mean, when you say it, 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 it's, it's surprising. It's unfortunate, sort of surprising. And then you stop and you go, yeah, you know, I could see people doing that. They get along, they think they are going to be able to solve any problem just by talking it through, but they haven't done anything to safeguard themselves against anything that could possibly happen that they're not thinking of at the time. That's right. Wow. Wow, that is crazy, Ugh. and I, and I totally get it that that's sort of happening everywhere. So, someone's listening, and they're thinking to themselves, "Oh boy, you know what? Maybe I need to get a business lawyer." Are there things that they should look for? Like, how do they choose a good
1: lawyer? Mm, it's a it's a really good question, and it's uh it's really comes down to a lot of your gut feel, but there's a few things that you can do to try and help that along you know, you, with any lawyer, uh, especially in the business relationship. Yeah. You know, this is a, this is a relationship that you want. This is a relationship where you know, you want someone to help you throughout your business journey. And I know for myself, you know, I don't practice law much anymore. I I'm more focused on, on spreading this word around the world. Uh, but I know as, as a lawyer, you know, I can help clients best when I can actually, uh, you know, be their trusted advisor and be in it for the long haul with them. So you want a lawyer who's got that in mind, a lawyer who is going to help you through the journey of your business. Who's going to help you th- through the journey of life as well. Cause know, yeah, business and life are so intertwined together. Yeah. So it's really around finding someone who, who speaks plain English, I think is a, is a really important thing uh, who is upfront with their costs. You know, we talked about the, the cost versus investment before and you know, the, one of the one, one of the other big frustrations I have with law is time costing, and lawyers go, "Oh, yeah, I charge five hundred dollars an hour, and the, the fee might be between five thousand and ten thousand dollars, and that just builds distrust by the client." You know, I had when I was working as a corporate lawyer in the city in, in Brisbane City, I should say. Uh, you know, I, I was charging time and people would get on the phone and try and get off as quickly as they could because they knew that you were charging them by the six minute increment and you were encouraged to get the call the seven minutes so that you could charge them for a yeah. 12 minute increment and so you want someone who's who's upfront about their pricing who's confident in their pricing too because you know if they say oh, it's going to cost between five thousand and ten thousand that should be a red flag for you to say that maybe they don't know exactly what they're doing so it's really around you know, someone who can who who's who's in it for the long haul, who can speak plain English, and also someone who, who can be transparent about the pricing, because if they're transparent about the pricing, as I say, they'll have more confidence or you should have more confidence in their ability to deliver the service because they know what's involved.
0: Yeah, I think that's so interesting that you say that, that, that if they're giving you a range, that's a that can be a red flag that they don't really know. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Mm. So let's talk about this business legal life cycle. Yep. What is that?
1: So um, it's a concept that I came up with. And as I said, uh, there was the one where um, a client lost a million dollars of other people's money and another one where a client almost lost $2 million of their own money. And I was sitting in my office one day and I was really, I was just frustrated. And at the time, my business coach and I were doing a bunch of, of work around uh, business cycles and i was and and i realized that there was a life cycle that businesses go through from the legal side of their business so you know after a bit of well after after a bit of going backwards and forwards and analyzing businesses that i'd acted for that did things well and the ones that did things poorly I, i came up with this concept of the business legal life cycle which is 13 phases of what business owners should do from the legal side of their business when they should do it and uh, and, and then um, who they should speak to and it's funny Diane when I first started in business my and, and first got a business coach my coach who's still my coach today he said to me you're going to write a book one day and I laughed at him and said what what lawyer writes a book and then um, when I came up with this concept uh, and this these 13 phases I was like there's a there's a book in that and so I wrote <laughs> the book <laughs> I had to ring him up and admit that I, that he was right lawyer Yeah. <laughs> And so the life cycle is 13 phases of what you should do and when you should do it. It doesn't go into the, and and the life cycle's goal isn't to go into all the nitty gritty of everything that you need to do. And the reason for that is that, you know, you said in the intro, and my goal is to help uh, all business owners around the world to um, get access to legal advice and there's so many different legal systems and there's so many different permutations just in Australia, let alone the US or the UK, uh, that any, any any tool that I built that was going to do all of that was just going to take me 20 yeah. years to build. And the law would, would change significantly by then. So, right. so the life cycle is a very broad concept of telling people what they need to do and when, and it's a guide for them to help so that they can understand what they need to do. And then teach them what that actually means and why they need to do it. So then they can go to their lawyer, and they can be empowered with that knowledge, so that they go, "Okay, I understand why I need to take this step now," or maybe I don't need to take this step now because I uh, because I'm not there yet in the in the cycle of my business. So the life cycle, uh, uh, as you, you can tell, is something that I'm very passionate about. I I've, yeah. I, I see it work, and uh, I've done the the analysis and partner with lawyers in the us and the uk to to make sure that what i have works in in those countries as well and and is right and and it is and so it's something that that gives a framework for the business owners to really understand what they need to do when they need to do it and really build a great business that is protected
0: that's really great because that's the other thing that i think business owners don't realize is that your legal needs can change as your business grows or changes or you know as things happen in your business and so you need to be aware of that because you a lot of business owners can just miss those things it's not that they don't think about legal advice it's that they don't know what they don't know
1: yeah absolutely it's unconscious um yeah uh, and being unconsciously unaware uh and they and, and so it's about empowering people so they know what to do so that they can then go and Prevent these problems from occurring.
0: Right, exactly. At this time, I'd like to take a sponsor break. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And I'm sure you know that Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles to choose from, but you might not know about the other content. There's podcasts, Audible originals, guided meditations. Uh, my favorite thing is to be able to listen to different kinds of things all on the same platform. I think it's a time saver uh, and it's like a productivity uh, hack for me. I don't have to go jumping from one platform to another. Uh, so we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com/businessgrowth, sign up for that free trial and then explore on your own. You know check out the audiobooks, check out the other programs, see what really you know resonates with you. Interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. So do you think the lawyer should be playing, um, how do I want to ask this question, like uh, a deeper role with their clients? Like, you know, are there ways that lawyers can help their clients get better results in their business?
1: yeah absolutely and and uh yeah, part of my plan around this is is for lawyers to use this with their clients uh because i think the lawyers wow. do need to have a, a deeper relationship with their clients I, I think especially their business clients because so much changes in business you know like i've, I've, I've been in business for 10 years and you know, I, you know people have been in business for much longer than that things change all the time and you know having that lifelong relationship having that 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 time to get to know someone means that you can give better advice as you go along. If you're constantly having to go to a new lawyer for every single thing that you do, then you are going to really struggle to get uh, advice in a timely way and, and really in a consistent way as well. So yeah, you know, for any lawyers or attorneys listening to this, you know, this is about helping you help your clients. This is about you, you providing a system for your clients so that you can build that lifelong relationship which is great for you because repeat work from an existing client is better than than, um, getting a new client, but you actually, and you actually get to help people as well. And you actually get to help them to to, uh, reduce the risks in their business. So yeah, it's definitely something that I encourage lawyers and attorneys that I meet with all over the world to to really think about how can they, how can they build that relationship with the client and really help them throughout their business journey?
0: Okay. So you just brought up something that that's interesting for me about, you know, the, having to go from one attorney to another is probably not like the best thing, but there are, it seems to me that in the legal field, because there is so much to it on the business side of things, that there are a lot of specializations like IP, you know, just to name one. So how, you know, is it really possible to avoid is that like when you go to like a, a business legal firm where they have all of those different specialties?
1: Yes, I think when you, when you need that kind of specialist advice then you would go to a, a bigger firm that has all, that, all of those, those parts. What I would say too though, is that if you have a general business lawyer and, and I'm a general business lawyer as well, if there's something that I don't know as a, as a lawyer, then rather than just trying to figure it out myself, I'd always you know, bring in someone as that advisor to help with that specialist area so you know you can still have the relationship and that lawyer can still help you by get, helping you c- connect you with a lawyer and bring that lawyer up to speed with what you need uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know it's, it's like with anything it's like it's like you know whether you have a coach or an accountant or anything you know they don't know everything but you have that long-term relationship with with them who, and they can help you to build through other to, to other people and really avoid having to give a whole explanation going forward of what, what you're trying to achieve.
0: And then that sounds to me like then they could help you navigate that whole thing too. Like they exactly. would still, you would still want them involved.
1: Yeah, that's right. And they, look, there are plenty of great specialist lawyers out there and there are some things that require that special advice. Yeah. Uh, not everything does though. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and really they're there for the big disputes or the big, you know, big questions. And, uh, you know, and they also need they'll have clients that come to them who might need other advice. And so they need to be able to have a trusted relationship with another lawyer right. attorney to, to be able to help them in that, at that stage too. Otherwise they lose the client too. So it's all a symbiosis. Um, you know, and, and as long as you have got that abundant mindset rather than the closed mindset, you can really help more people.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It, it takes a village, so to speak. So, um, so let's talk about, um, Why it's important for business owners to have a plan for the future. And what does that look like? Like what's included in that
1: plan for a future for the business? I think, I think, you know, it's always important to have a plan for what you're doing. And part of the life cycle is about, okay, you, you know, you might be in one of the 13 phases and it helps you to understand what you need to do to prepare for the next phase. And uh, and why that's important is that you know, life is constantly changing, uh, and if you if you're not growing, uh, you know, Tony Robbins talks about you know if you're not growing you're dying, and I think that's true for business. If if your business isn't growing, then it's then it's dying, and so you always need to be looking for the future of what that entails. And you know we do we're recording this at the end of 2021. You know, the world's just been through a tumultuous couple of years, <laughs> and um, I know that the businesses that planned. Well, no, no one planned for COVID, no. uh, but because they had the skill of planning, they were able to navigate a lot better through. So you never know what's going to happen. And I think that it becomes very, very important when you don't know uh, what's going to happen to have a skill of planning so that when the, you know, the next thing happens, whatever that might be, <laughs> <laughs> that you're ready to to hit the ground running and, and go forward. Uh, and because otherwise, uh, you, you're just aimless and you're just heading off in any direction and, and you don't have that clarity of where you're going.
0: I love that phrase, the skill of planning. I've never heard that before. That's really great.
1: Mm. Well, I saw that. Uh, you know, I, I, my business coach, I actually work with now. I'm doing some consulting work with him. And when COVID hit in Australia in um, March, April last year, the businesses that had done the hard yards of of building the skill of planning, got through it so much easier easier than the ones that didn't uh they, they were they, they felt like they were they were well behind the eight ball because and panicking trying sure. to try and figure out what to do
0: yeah and then you're trying to figure it out in a stressful sometimes panicky situation where your brain doesn't work well then anyway so right.
1: right we so, call it yeah. the crocodile brain here in australia but it's probably the alligator brain in America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's exactly right yeah i think that's really really valuable and um and it really does mean looking at every aspect of your business and making sure that you are getting you know the right advice the right input feedback you know whatever all those things Mm. are let's see and one more question for you um so having said all of this uh what would you say is the number one mistake that business owners make in their businesses? Is, is there one that really shines through?
1: Yeah. It's, it's really around uh, not thinking through with the end in mind. Uh, yeah, um, you'd be familiar, I am with um, Stephen Covey's seven uh-huh. habits of highly effective people. And one of them, I think it's habit number two is to um, start with the end in mind. Yeah. Uh, I actually find that uh, and, and in my, especially my consulting work, but my, dealing with business owners is that people actually find that scary. They think, Oh, I don't want to think about the end that's so far in the future. So I actually, I actually changed that when I, when I talk to people and say, it's starting with an end in mind. So it's having some sort of end in mind and knowing that that might change. If you had told me 10 years ago that I would have written a book and you know, when I first started my law firm, I would have written a book and I'd be uh, talking on podcasts and going around the (laughs) world. I probably would have laughed at you. Right. Um, Right. But my goals, my goals and and where I wanted to go in life changed. And people need to embrace the fact that things might change, but yeah. you, need have, you need to have some, some um, direction to go. I think, I think the, um, the stats, and I may be wrong about this, but the Apollo 11, when it was on its way to the moon, was on course something like 2 to 3% of the time, but they knew where they were going. So they were constantly able to adjust to bring themselves back to, to the, um, the right pathway to get to the moon. And uh, I, I see that very analogous with business. You, you have your end goal in mind. And you, you you, might choose to go left and maybe you should have gone right or you maybe you shouldn't have gone as left or right as you wanted to go. And you've just got to constantly realign back to that metric. So it's have a plan, have some idea about where you're going and then revisit that on a regular basis to make sure that you're aligned with with what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I think that that is so very important because you really do have to be flexible. Like, you know, it when I say to... Small business owners is okay, we're gonna create a strategy. Nothing's in in concrete. Concrete just doesn't exist, but we have to start somewhere. And then we're gonna monitor it mm. to make sure that it's going to the place that we want to go. And if it's not, then we can make adjustments, but we don't wanna get too far down the road and realize we took the wrong road and now we are lost.
1: Mm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Wow, so Jeremy, I love this information. I love this whole concept of of this business legal life cycle and and I'm so glad that you know you, you wrote the book and and are doing this sort of work. Will you share with the listeners how they can find you, how they can you know get um the, the all this information?
1: Yeah, thank you and thank you for having me on too um mm-hmm. I, I really I really enjoy podcasts and I really enjoy uh talking because I, I know that i'm Talking really to business owners. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, there's two two main ways. I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, so if, if listeners go to LinkedIn and search for my name, Jeremy Stretton, and just check the show notes of the spelling of my last name. I'm the only one with that name that I've th- at least active on on the internet. <laughs> so you'll find me pretty, pretty easily on LinkedIn. Um, but also uh, we've done up a page, business A Y B G for accelerate your business growth Uh, to A Y B G. And if the listeners go there, uh, uh, one of the the aspects of our, of our um, tools that we have for business owners is a test that actually lets you figure out where you are in the life cycle and what you're missing from your business in a legal, from a legal perspective and helps you plan for the future. We normally charge $97 for that, uh, but as a thank you for having me on, uh, there's a code there you can do it for 50% off. And it's about $1,000 like of legal value. So if you go to a, a lawyer or an attorney, they're going to charge you about $1,000 to get this <laughs> picture of your business. And, uh, and listeners can get that for $50 if they're if if they if they interested in it. And there'll also be some great free resources. Uh, yeah, we, we provide a lot of content on there as well. Uh, if if um, the listeners want to go in and check out uh, yeah, answers to their questions, there's you know, well over 500 pages of of answers to questions that that business owners ask in a very straightforward and um, straightforward and and plain English way, so that they can understand what they need to do as well
0: i love that plain english thank you for that <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's all right and and that's and and i will say that's australian english but it's very very similar uh yeah, yeah the, main, the, the main changes is you you use some Zs or z's as you call them and we use s's so um uh, I'm, I'm sure the listeners will, will be able to understand the difference
0: <laughs> they'll just think you spelled it wrong that's all but you know <laughs> that's okay we'll let them think that <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jeremy, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. I think you're doing some great work.
1: Thanks so much, Diane.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper, and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit?